the Rolling Stones mentioned slavery, so we should probably uh, cancel that song. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Yeah, insanity and madness about sums it up. This is Planet Rage, episode number seven. Lucky number seven, seven Larry. baby, seven. I mean, six I was good. She says my name. Six was good. Six was fun. I think we took it off the chain on six. We thought about just you know stopping at that point because I mean yeah you you've reached the epitome <laughs> you do a good show and you're like done well you know but the thing is I me mean, we lumped up Keith Olbermann right but really in the grand scheme of things he's kind of a C or D list celeb I think we ought to keep climbing that that fence you know and get to the top there are plenty and I think that was one of the differences is that rather than listening to somebody else rage and just going, yeah, I agree with that. This was a little different because we were pushing back with new rage on Keith's rage, which was the usual Keith Oberman babble. If you missed that, I highly recommend going back because we took a two and a half minute Keith Oberman clip and, (laughs) and we stretched it to an hour show. (laughs) That may be some kind of a podcast record. I mean, you you think about all these things we've heard so (laughs) many, I mean, our buddy, uh, Carl, Right over at WATP, right? You know, he 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 does a whole you know maybe t- picking apart an hour, two hour, maybe even three hour podcast with all those because we managed to do to do an entire hour on two and a half minutes. I mean, that's I think that's an achievement. Either that or we bloviate. <laughs> or both is that too? Yeah, <laughs> that's the beauty. Uh, but Keith Olbermann, he gives people the feels. I'm sure mm. there are some people that listen to him and be like, "Preach, you are the best." Oh, and yeah. Then, then the other half just think he's a nut. Yeah. Which is spoilers where we came down on the Keith Olbermann thing. Yeah. I did read that he, he claims he uh, he banged it. I don't, is he, he, I don't think he's like your size or anything. Is he a, a really large person? Because he claimed, he claimed he banged his head uh, entering a New York City subway train back in the 80s. And therefore, he has since then, he has some, I don't know, perceptive or balance problems or something. That's why he's never driven an automobile. I don't know. What, I only say that because I'm six feet and I've been on every subway train ever manufactured. <laughs> my, yes. My head never even got close to the uh, upper threshold. The ever. book of so, Internet knowledge says he is six four. So, OK, he is a All tall right. guy. I mean, I was on the New York subway, but I was 15 at the time, although I was like six four then. But yeah. I mean, I think you probably have to duck your head. I mean, yeah. I think if you're that height, mm. you should be used to this stuff by now. Yeah. That there may be some low overhangs. Well, a bit of subway lore and gore here. Um, when those things were first, uh, well, not first, but uh, before they 
they sort of ordered gangs of, of uh, fresh ones, I guess, in the 80s. They had these ancient uh, cars that had been built in the 20s and 30s, uh, which were just incredible, dirty rust buckets. And they had in each subway car, there was no air conditioning. They had these enormous, maybe two or three big, fast-spinning, metal-bladed fans, okay, hanging from the ceilings. <laughs> And there were actually records of a couple of dudes, you know, who were from, you know, Lithuania or someplace that nobody told them, walked in there with their kids on their shoulders. Oh! And it was, yeah, goodbye. The kid had taken straight off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> then they learned that there are things you could put in front of fans called grates. Grates. Well, they never, they went straight from the fans to the AC, which never worked anyway. So, but yeah. Yeah. Technology. Mm-hmm. It's not always Techno- pretty. Technology. You see those every now and then, those big industrial fans, and sometimes people have removed the front for whatever reason. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. No, they do not do. throw your child into that. Yeah, they do have a kind of an ominous, there's something creepy about it. You think about how many times in sci-fi movies you will see a large, horizontal, backlit industrial fan and hear that boom, 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 right? Total recall and you know, so but there's some movie freak out there. It could tick tick off half a dozen right there. It's it's kind of a, a spooky prop. Yes. Impending death is probably coming. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go into the fan blades. No question no. about it. But <laughs> they, go to the light, but not if it's got a fan in front of it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and for the usual question of the week. So what's pissing you off this week? Well, a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Just with uh, just idiotic uh, first world problems and uh, and complain about my freaking coffee creamer. What? Yeah. What did it do to you now, Darren? Well, Please give me that thing. I smacked the shit out of it. Cap, it over here. The caps on these things. <laughs> and I haven't been using them for a while because, you know, the whole keto thing and trying to stay away from sugar. And it's like, OK, how much sugar is really in uh, a little bit of coffee creamer? And I enjoy a little Snickers creamer or a little, uh, you know, peppermint mocha or something like that. Cause you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's getting to be that season. And these packages that they have them in these bottles that have a little flip open cap. Yes. And I, I went and l- looked today just to be sure, because I'm thinking this has to be wrong, but no, it, it says on the package to shake well before using like some things do. The problem is if you shake well, the way the caps are made, there is a little thing like right in the top of the cap that if you shake it now, I don't know, as a normal person, if I'm going to shake something, I shake it up and down. When you do that, all the coffee creamer splashes up against the cap and the way the cap is created, it stays up there. (laughs) So then when you flip the cap open and start pouring creamer out, creamer goes everywhere every time. Uh. And I'm like, okay, maybe they don't want you to shake it because this would be the perfect thing to put on there if you're not supposed to shake the stuff. Yeah. Because you would teach people that if you shake this, then the first time you try to pour out the creamer into your coffee, it's going to go everywhere. Mm. But no, they want you to shake it and the caps just lead to stuff everywhere. It's had to happen wow. to NetNet. He loves his, his Snickers creamer as well. It, it's yeah. just maddening because it's like you can do better. You could do better. Why is the cap hollowed out in the top? Why isn't it just flat? And then nothing would stick to it. Amazing how much, how many shit packaging designs there are. I know. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. 
Look how long it took me to figure out to make a ketchup bottle with the, you know, the, the cap on the bottom. Right. Kind of wide. Right. It took decades and decades. You know, or the squeeze <laughs> bottle, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, how many people are listening right now that have never had the joy of a glass ketchup bottle? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, there was a chain. I don't know if it was back east, but it was a successful chain for a while here in Southern California called Johnny Rockets. Right. right. You ever heard of that? You've been there. Okay. And it was, it was pretty good. But I think they're out of business like everything else. Um, but they, you know, it was a fifties theme thing with counters and the little jukeboxes at the booths and, you know, endless fifties music playing. And shit. Right. And so the food was pretty good. You know, and I was in there once getting a burger and fries and they had the old, you know, pointy cap, uh, ketchup bottles. And I was just having a hell of a time getting a goddamn ketchup to come out as oh, everybody always did. And this kid, this waiter comes over and says, Hey man, let me, sh- let me show you a trick. And there's actually, he, it's like you take, first you, you shake it up, you hit it, and then you sort of take the cap off and bang it at maybe, um, I'm going to say like a 45 degree angle on the side of your fist. And right. holy shit, that ketchup flows out like it's got a jet stream behind it. It's like magic. If you know what it's you're like doing. magic. I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm digging knives in there and about <laughs> to crack it. You know, this kid is one, two, three, boom, there's a ketchup. So it's like, oh, wow, that is a skill. It's a skill because I remember beating on those bottles as a kid. And like you yeah. said, putting knives in, trying to get the stuff started. Cause once you got it started, it was okay. Exactly. And I always thought that was probably deliberate by Heinz. Cause they knew damn well, probably 15, 20% of the ketchup would never come out of the bottle and you'd be buying another one that much quicker. So maybe that's the same thought behind your creamer cap. And that's still the scam with like cosmetics and all this stuff, because yeah. you can't get to the, to the bottom. Uh, right. what's ever in the packaging which is in, i mean it's either uh that they're just totally incompetent which is let's be honest always possible yes. or it is the fact that they just figured that they don't want you to really use all of it although i don't know why because they're still giving it to you it's in the package but then you have to keep buying more more quickly so i guess maybe that answers right the question on that but i remember there was on shark tank early on in the uh in the series because i haven't watched it in a while they had somebody that came out with an item that was strictly to get the cosmetics out of the bottom of these things. They were called like a little spudger or spatty day you know, or something it's like spatty daddy or something. Yeah. And obviously this was a problem that a lot of people are having. Like, well, I can't get to the very bottom of mm. the package. And uh, I mean, I guess, again, this is very first world issue yes. problem kind of thing. Consumerism. And uh, there are more important mm. things, I would suppose going on in the world but we all need a distraction every now and then we do we do we do for silly stuff well yeah it's just funny what people get mad about when you really think about it because it's like you know i wasn't like literally angry at the coffee creamer people but it was annoying and some people can take that a little too far Mm -hmm. and write letters and get angry well you know andy rooney made a career out of that you think if you remember him oh yeah Right. Was always complaining about little stupid shit like that. The, the way they wrapped soap. and <laughs> Right. <laughs> and that stuff yeah. nobody would ever think of because it's just, well, that's how they've always done it or yeah. whatever the excuse may be. Mm-hmm. You just get used to something, which is why every now and then somebody comes up with a great idea. Like you said, having the cap of the ketchup on the bottom and it's a squeeze bottle and it's like, wow, yeah. why didn't we ever think of this? Or, I mean, there was uh that system that they came out with a few years ago, and I don't know how many stadiums this is in now, 
where they would fill the beer cups up from below, which still kind of boggles my mind. It's just the way, you know, the cup worked that they were able okay. to to do that. And it was less for the foaming on top of it. So it was nice and quick because otherwise, you know, if you're at the ball game yeah. and somebody's pulling the beer and there's a lot of head on it, well, then they're waiting or they're spilling it sure. off and wasting and doing it again. This was a lot more efficient. I never go to ball games, so I've never seen that. How do they do that? Is there like a a, a, a valve in the bottom? How does that happen? I think so. And then the cups must seal after the liquid is in it. I, oh, wow. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. I like the stuff that was going on for a few years ago where they were showing how the three different sizes of the soft drink or beer containers were basically the same size. <laughs> so you were really. Really? Really? Yeah. Because people have no idea, myself included, by looking at a cup, trying to figure out exactly how much liquid would fit inside of that cup. And if something's just a little bit wider, you know, then taller and it just it gets very confusing very quick, which is why there used to be somebody made a gauge and probably multiple people when it came to pint glasses that you if you could tell how far down the glass was filled. So if it wasn't filled exactly up to the rim that showed you what percentage you were losing by a right. slightly you know, light pour oh, yeah. in your pint glass. And some guys are real serious when you're at the bar getting your pint of beer, but yeah. because the top of the pint glass, your you know, normally made pint glass anyway is yeah. wider than the bottom mm. that you really lose a lot if you just get down a little bit from the top, because that's the biggest part of the glass. Yeah. Which I'm sure is why it was put together that way in the first sure. place. Well, it's like Starbucks, which I, I don't go, to, I haven't set foot in one in years because it's a commie outfit, but order, you know, order a latte from, from Starbucks. And I guarantee you 30, over 30% of that cup is air. If foam bullshit. And if you tell them no foam, that irks them because I'll bet you in the little training thing, it's like, push the, push the foamy stuff. Cause we make, you know, another third, third uh, revenue in every cup. And if you fill it up, that's, that's less money in our pockets. It really, it really did bother them. No, give me a, give me a latte, no foam. See, see what their faces do. <laughs> so then once I got sick of Starbucks, I went to a uh, coffee bean and tea leaf. They went Starbucks one better. I said, give me an iced latte. And go easy on the ice, right? <laughs> this chick hands me the cup, Darren. It was completely f- full of ice. There was like maybe two ounces of coffee in it. And I said, this isn't what I, w- what I wanted. I don't, I don't want a cup of ice. I want a cup of coffee with a little ice in it. And she goes, well, our policy. I went, oh, well, my policy is I want my money back. You keep your ice. <laughs> my policy is I won't shop here. Yeah, give me my money back. And so she did. She was very upset by that. And I and I left. The customer may always be right, but not in no. this case, I guess. Not in this case. No. I think some people just don't understand what English language means a lot. And they're like, what does easy ice mean? I don't know. It's Oh, she was she sure her English was just fine. And she she was just a corporate drone, you know. Um, I'm sure they go through rigorous training of how how high to fill every cup and all that bullshit. And so they're like, this is how they taught us to make it. And this is how I'm going to make it. Exactly. Which is the opposite of what will actually garner you people coming back and doing business with you over and over again. Whatever happened to Burger Kings, have it your way. Right. That's long dead, isn't it? Yes. And I mean, sometimes I get it because there are chefs that don't like to prepare something if they think it's the wrong way, but it really all depends 
how you deal with the customer, which is it doesn't matter what you think as the person providing the food. If the person that you are serving doesn't like it, then you lose. And there's a restaurant here in the Chicago area. I think the best steakhouse in the Chicago area called Gibson's, which my parents went into a couple of years ago with a couple that they were friends with. And the couple was, you know, quite elderly around probably mid eighties, 90 when they went out to dinner and the guy, his name was Maury. Great guy. Friendliest guy ever. Just a total sweetheart. And he ordered prime rib, but he wanted it well done. Uh oh. <laughs> no. It's got to piss off the chef, right? <laughs> you know, it went exactly in the opposite direction, which is why it, one of the reasons, besides having great food, that I think Gibson's is top notch is yeah. he got it and they are always like, oh, is everything okay? And he's like, well, it's still, you know, I'd like it, you know, well done. And they mm-hmm. took it back. And they're like, how is it now? And he's like, it's, it's still not well done. And they brought it back the next time and it was perfect. And they didn't charge him for it because it was their They felt it was their mistake for not providing it the way he wanted Blame right out of the bat. Yeah. And it's like, that's yeah. how you deal with it. Not, oh, no, you want easy ice? Well, we don't do that. So we'll yeah. ignore you and just give you what we want. Yes. It's so uncommon for. To, to have people do that, especially it almost never happens in some major chain, you know, um, because they're all just trained to be automatons and they have no stake in the, in the business. Well, they can't sad. find people to work now and they can't find people to work. Yeah. The one pizza place that we deal with here, one of their locations, which was uh, up in the northern suburbs, had a there was a news article that. That location was closing for now because they did not have enough staff. They could not find enough people to hire. Yeah. To work. Yeah. It's like, this is not good, folks. This is no. not good. No. Because no. you know what's going to happen? Too- yeah. What's going to happen? All the government Please. money, it's going to dry up. And then people are going to need a job. And then the companies that were there are going to be gone because well, nobody's working and the companies are shutting down. That's what uh, bag of maggots Biden wants, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> there's only going to be two choices. There's going to be there's going to be Google, Amazon, and the government. Uh, they're, they're the only employers. That's it. It's going back to divide and conquer. Yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of podcasts that I've done. I always send people go look up the Weather Underground. Bill Ayers mm. and those oh. folks, Bernadette Dorn. Mm. You know they're they're tied to Obama, so you can. Uh, a lot of yeah. people when you used to be like, oh, go research the weather underground they'd be like ah what relevance do they have today it's like <laughs> a lot yeah because you're seeing it come to fruition and part of that now is in the school system yeah. no question about it that <laughs> parents are getting a little bit upset which i guess is a good sign i don't have kids so i have not followed this to the point of where i've been dealing with other parents or anything mm-hmm about this the people that i know that have had kids their kids are now in college you know or a little bit above right so this is kind of a little bit out of my wheelhouse but this concept of critical race theory which i mean i understand this is a vast just boiling this down to and being extremely uh hitting it with a blunt uh, edge here not looking at it in a fine detail but overall from what i can gather critical race theory is let's teach all the kids that all the white people are oppressors 
and everybody else is a victim and we have to do something to fix that. And parents are standing up. Mm -hmm. Now they're getting shut down in some places. And I mean, the anger is, uh, is fully justified. Yes. And part of, I think what we wanted to deal with on this show was the fact that you can be angry, but you have to be able to use that in a pointed way. I mean, you don't just want to go punch somebody in the face. I mean, it might, okay, you might want to, that might feel good, but it might not get your point across. Yes. And not many people can be angry and eloquent at the same time. Hmm. But this guy's clip that you brought, I thought was able to do that. Yeah. Which was kind of fun. Now I couldn't tell what particular thing he was complaining about. Was this part of the whole critical I, race theory? Or? I don't know. It could have, you know, the thing is it's not just CRT. It's a, it's a broad spectrum of, of complaints um, coming in. And it's about, you know, basically Pete, you know, um, um, schools are assigning, I mean, hardcore porn uh, reading list to kids that are in fourth, fifth grade. Um, it's critical race theory. It's the, 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 the teacher saying, you know, here's my pronouns. Uh, right. it's, it's, it's an, it's a big, big list of very valid complaints. So, you know, what, what this specifically was about really, I don't think it's that important. I think it's just the, what, what's, what's so telling in this clip is, is the, uh, uh, the, uh, the the way this school board president reacts, and I have some thoughts about that when you get into it, uh, to this uh, to this aggrieved parent. Yes, and we can start the clip now. The interesting thing was I watched the full video, and mm-hmm. he was actually on this board in years prior. So this was also, I think, adding a lot more weight, yeah, to what this guy's about to say because he's not looking at it from somebody who doesn't understand the system, right. It's somebody that was actually a part of the system and then uh, and then bailed out. But we can start it if you want me to stop. Just sure. Just give okay. a holler. Uh-huh. You think you can supersede the United States Constitution? Well, I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power <laughs> does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear who has the power. Mr. It is Campbell, not government policy. Do not you. warn me. Okay, see, I thought this was great. Yes. Because yes. the name-calling was intentional. <clears throat> no doubt yeah. about it. Oh yeah, he, he, that's not John Q. Public he picked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and specific. He was very specific mm-hmm. about it, and he knew the reaction he was going to get, which is, if you're going to argue with somebody, there's no better way to get them off their heels, you know, to get them off their game, than to get them to play into and respond to something and have the immediate shut down but i'll let me let this continue here yeah well i, I yeah okay yeah let's keep rolling yeah at this moment, time. that if, if you, you interrupt my personal time, insults like that again my or time. if you personally direct your comments you will let be asked to step away from I'm, the podium i'm going to I am stop okay there's so much telling in that asshole's re- reply to that parent 
Um, note the the whole idea of personal. Okay, uh, this is this is how far out of touch these people are with reality, the bubble world that they live in. What the fuck is more personal than what people are teaching your children? Oh yeah, nothing. Absolutely. There's no, there's no, you know, I'm pretty slow to anger, but I am so capable of murder on it. I mean, on a, on a instant, um, with, 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 with this, when somebody fucks around with, with my kids, you know, that's when right. people are going to die. That's when um, you go one this, step too far. Yeah. And this asshole, this stupid asshole does, has the balls to say, if you get personal, I'll, I'll let me warn you. Like he's like, he's some fucking dictator. I'm going to warn you. No, no, no. They, they're so out of touch. It's like, Hey man, it is personal and I'll call you what I want to call you because words are not, if that, I would be totally down with that parent. If that parent said to him, Hey, fucking asshole, shut your mouth and listen to me. That, I think that would have been the better approach than even Benito Mussolini or maybe Benito Mussolini first and then call him a fucking asshole because these people need to be intimidated because they think they are kings. And in fact, they are because they're government workers and they're fireproof. Okay, they're absolutely they, they belong to the most powerful unions in the country. Presidents and senators and congressmen kiss their asses because they want their votes and their money. And so they realize they are bulletproof. Well, what's amazing is that it starts at such a low level. You know, I think this is a school board because yes. this wasn't a Congress critter. This wasn't a mayor. This wasn't right. uh, this is like school board stuff. Yeah. And I think people get on the school board and it's like, oh, we have authority. Oh, absolutely. It's to- it's totally that. And because you think of, just think about flip this around. OK, instead of it being a school, you know, a state or a community, whatever it is, it's a it's a it's a government or municipality school board, which spells government, no matter how you configure the letters. If this was a private school, there's only two ways this would go. Either the guy would go. Yeah, um, you know, the, 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 the parent would say, you're fired, you know, boom, get out of here. Or the, or the school would back the teacher and say, hey, take your kid somewhere else to go to school. Right. Okay. But, it's, but this, guy, this guy knows he has absolute power. So he's going to sit there and tell him, I'm, let me warn you. Let me warn you. Yeah. So <laughs> like using like, like what? Yeah, yeah. Let me warn you. It's going to be personal. You know, uh, but to, kudos to this dude, man, with a British accent. He's not taking <laughs> any shit from that asshole none yeah there is something to be said too for the british accent i mean it just immediately elevates your argument (laughs) in the united states anyway it makes him sound smart but let's let this continue here for a bit comment i'm quoting just a minute do not talk over me this is my comment not your comment i'm quoting to you now from the united states supreme court 1964 case new york times versus sullivan this is constitutional case law in this country and i'm quoting you from the u.s supreme court the just the judges wrote that this nation is founded on the quote profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited robust and wide open and that it may well include vehement caustic and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials that's constitutional case law in this nation i don't have to be nice to you nobody behind me has to be nice to you if you don't like living in the united states of america then you can all move to russia cuba or china see now this is exactly where we're getting into all sorts of bigger problems in this country with the cancel culture with censorship with i'm offended Right. Right. You and can't say that. Yeah, no, how you can do you say have anything. Debate? You can say anything. 
because this is how it's all framed into, oh, you disagree with me on critical race theory? You're a racist. And then you're, you're like, well, no, I'm not. And then you're just, no, you're a racist. Yeah. It's then, what so happened. The, so those words, they put people on the defensive. And so that's, that's where they have to stop. And that guy, God bless him, he wasn't about to let that punk flip him onto the defensive. He kept, he remained on the offensive. And that's what people have to do. Really. And it's important that the Supreme up. Court continues to back up the fact that it's okay yeah. to well, have for debate. Now. Yes. Well, for now, we'll see. It's close. It's cl- and if they start packing the courts, oh, my God, it's going to go bad. Well, you know, it, they, they, I think they've packed it already. I think that uh, Kavanaugh and Ed Broad were complete uh, moles, really. Well, there's, yeah, well, it's, the court should not be a political thing. And that's where no. you, your first problem's coming out. Yes. Because if the court becomes politicized, then you don't have that. I mean, this is a whole thing that was put together to have checks and balances kids. If you're not being taught that in school anymore, checks and balances mean <laughs> I bet they're not the different parts of the government have other parts of the government that like, you know, you know, president, uh, you can't do that. That's not constitutional or, Oh no, Congress, mm-hmm. you can't do that. The president can veto. The system was put together in such a beautiful way because it was separate forms of government under different rules. and. Once you start blurring the lines between them, you have a problem. Right. Even at the school board level, obviously. Let me let this guy continue here. This is the First Amendment. And I will I will caution you, I will caution you, solicitor. There is a video camera to my left. If you edit this tape, then you're going to have a big legal problem on your hands because my right to critique your fascism, which is what this is, is constitutionally protected. There are emails, public record emails, in which the director of equity is lobbying and advocating for public comment to be censored in this school district. And you know what? You know what? Lobbying for it, advocating for it. We've got the school board president saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the Constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Charissa Gibson with immediate effect. Which, I mean, I get it. He's going for the gold there. He is. God bless him. Um, you know, and that imagine her. I'm going to get quicker on the draw on the mute button. You know, let me silence you. Let me shut down any any criticism. It's crazy, man. Because really criticism, is. it's so inconvenient for them. It's so inconvenient. It's for so anybody, inconvenient. really. And all they're looking for is any little technicality, which they'll create on their own. Like that shithead saying, don't you call me Mussolini. No, no, no. He can call him any fucking thing he wants. Anything. Anything. I'm kind of in the free speech absolutist uh, uh, pew, as you can tell. That's my side. And he should be able to call him anything he wants. The, the only thing that stops is if he flings a stapler at him, takes a punch at him. Okay, now you're, now you're, now you're out, of, out of bounds. But he should be able to call him anything. Yeah, the war of and words. And that guy should take it. Because ultimately, that guy, that school board punk, works for him. In fact, I'll say this, tell you this way, Darren. I think that every public official should be dealt with or spoken to the way Tony Soprano <laughs> spoke to his stooges. That's what I think. Because that's ultimately what they are. They are stooges. 
And they don't get that. Well, there's also, though, a difference between, in this case, purely public discourse. There's no question about it. This was at an event. He was seated at a table behind a microphone. And this perfectly great. What we're seeing in our country now are senators, a mansion and the woman, I forget her last name, that cinema cinema. Yes. That aren't backing the huge multi-trillion dollar bill. Right. And even though they're Democrats, they are being abused. Yes. And that's something that is not okay. No, no. You know, but this is a public forum where yeah. it's supposed to be basically gloves off verbally. Yeah. Yes. This doesn't mean follow somebody into the bathroom and no. harass them. No. You know, there but are it was lines okay. of civil. It was okay when they were following, uh, what was her name? And to, uh, you know, surrounding these people in, uh, in restaurants and ruining their meals. And so that was okay. That was public expression. Right. Well, but, yeah, but Black Lives seen, Matter, which again, that right. should be dealt with when you're intimidating right. somebody. Right. When you are. Uh, you know, not just having a public discourse. And it's really, it's, uh, you know, civility on both sides. Once you start to lose that, you know, and I think some people like uh, Bill Maher understands that as even a crazy lefty, which is he doesn't want people getting into his face when he's out having dinner. Sure. There are times to deal with politics and there are times that you have to treat people like human beings. And sure, you're going to get, it's like, it's like a boxer, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's these guys when they're in the ring, their job is to hurt each other. The minute that bell rings, though, they're probably like, yes. hey, you want to go get a beer? Oh, many of them are. Absolutely. Sure. But this, concept, this is a great analogy. That's a really good analogy. Yes. Yeah, because that's what you're doing your job. Yeah. You know, this concept of parents shouldn't have the right to be involved with their children's education. This is just lunacy coming from school boards yeah. and people who have way too much power. I mean, I don't think. Parents should be involved in the day-to-day. Well, how are we going to teach little Johnny arithmetic? But when little Johnny comes home, it's like, hey, mom, they're teaching us the KKK was great. Well, then wouldn't well, they, you want somebody to step in? Well, you know, they should be involved in the, in the arithmetic. And because um, it started from where else in, in uh, California, um, some years ago, they decided this, the, the uh, what they call a common core Right. way of uh, of teaching mathematics is completely fucked up and imbecilic and wrong and so you would think you know you would think you send a kid off to school you, all you should be worried about is what, what type of racist stuff they're teaching them or, or porn they're shoveling in their faces but no even the math they had to fuck with that um it's really it's really disheartening and awful what they're doing and i would i would say these they're not it's not lunacy it's this is deliberate by evil pricks. They're not crazy. They're not stupid. They are evil, evil pricks. Yeah, there is a narrative they're pushing. No different yes. than all of the attorney generals who refuse to prosecute well, criminals. Yeah. Yeah. Great show, by the way. Kim Fox versus Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who would ever think those two would be squaring off? Huh? <laughs> that's a cage match I would watch. Yeah, really? <laughs> you know, but this is where this this gives me hope when people on both, you know, on that same side of the aisle start going, yeah. mm, things are getting out of hand. Yeah. That's, but then you got it right at the top at this Garland clown, right? He's going to sick the FBI on people like that British father. That's terrorism. Yes. Well, and uh, there's so many ties to things, just like we send you back to the uh, Weather Underground and Obama and all the stuff going on. There was an article, and I understand it's the Daily Mail, so take everything with a grain of salt and do your own homework. There's a lot of sources on the internet. 
not all of them should be believed 100%, but according to this, an education firm founded by AG, Attorney General Merrick Garland's son-in-law, issued a resource for teachers that claims all supporters of Donald Trump are white supremacists. So this shows you what this push is really about. That, yeah, if you're if you're kids, you know, I don't care if you're first grade kindergarten. Hey, kids, did your parents vote for Donald Trump? They're white supremacists. That's sure. what they're teaching in the schools. Sure. And you wonder why people are getting upset. Yeah. They're just teaching basically if you're white, you're evil. Yeah. You're a bad person. You know, and everything has now been uh, subdivided into race. And so it's 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 really criminal what they're doing. It's I mean, you got to figure and then other things, the Daily Mail, gender as well. British Airways tells pilots and cabin crew not to refer to passengers as ladies and gentlemen. This is the yeah. kind of stuff that is all coming out of the school system. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. This is what's being taught, which is mm-hmm. which is absolutely nuts. Uh, there was a Daily Wire article I had here, which was a professor who dared show students at a a university in Michigan. I mean, okay. University of Michigan school of music. He dared show them Othello, the 1965 film featuring Lawrence Mm -hmm. Olivier. Yes. He uh, escaped China and uh, now he's being called a racist and a horrible person because he showed that movie. Mm. The snowflake culture has to stop somewhere. Yeah. I don't know exactly where it does, but Let's uh, there's like 30 seconds. Let me let this guy finish. Sure. His let's rant. let him finish. I love the cheers. He gets <laughs> Yes. He gets a nice ovation here. And after you've terminated her employment, I want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God given constitutional right to critique you and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit. And don't go looking around Benito. Because this is the United States of America. You have a good... Uh, one more thing. I want to make a verbal request right now for an unedited copy of the tape. So if any of you delete it, you'll have a big legal problem. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Benito. <laughs> Benito. Benito him again, which is, which is just great. Well, and, and part of the clip that, was, you know, that, wasn't on, that wasn't clipped here was him talking about when he was on the board, somebody called him margaret thatcher's bastard son or something like that he's like i took it as a compliment compliment yeah yeah well you know there's what's that old uh was it uh, thomas jefferson said the tree of liberty must be watered with the blood of patriots was that was that the quote i think something like that yes i think he had it he was off by a word you know it should be watered by the blood of tyrants and um yeah they they certainly did that with benito and i think that guy was probably a student of history and 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 chose benito rather than Mao or Stalin or even Adolf, okay, who uh, regrettably Stalin and, and Mao, you know, died peacefully after living, you know, pretty banging lives, living large for, for their entire lives. Uh, Hitler off himself, of course, but Benito, he didn't, they didn't give him much choice. And then once they were, you know, once they had him dead, uh, what they did to him and his girlfriend was for the record books. Whoa. I mean, talk about brutality plus. And so he is an object lesson for all tyrants. I mean, Benito's a point. He's the cautionary tale. Fuck with us. This is what can happen to you. And there's plenty of photographic and even movie uh, evidence of, of that brutality. You know, so I think that's probably why that guy picked Benito. Probably cold acid says the full quote is the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. So, I mean, there. 
It's oh, and okay. So I was wrong. Thank you. I, apologies to Tommy. He had it both. Okay. It, is, it is right in there. But see, now it's interesting because when we were growing up, we had the enemy, if you're going to say that to worry about, was probably the Soviet Union. Everybody's worried about a Cold War. Yeah. You know, and then we had the enemy of, well, Iraq or the terrorists. Before that, I mean, of course, you had World War One and you had the Germans and all this. This is the first generation that's kind of growing up right now with no clear cut enemy. Well, no, wait, the enemy are, are people like the Rolling Stones. Have, <laughs> have you heard this? No. There is, what is that? There is a renewed controversy. And I did a little research. This has been going on for a few years, but there's a little controversy out there about the song Brown Sugar. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, of course, there is some interesting lyrics in the song, mm. but this is where things are going to now when people are looking for things to be offended by. This is a song that came out in 1971. So there's a lot of people out there listening right now who probably weren't even born yet. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because the outrage that I found on this, including a fairly recent article from a year and a half or so ago from the Chicago Tribune, of course, the liberal bastion of, uh, of common sense, the Tribune, which was written by a guy named Ian Brennan, who is also the guy that came up with the concept for glee so he's in the entertainment industry Uh but uh this uh article starts imagine everyone in a sold-out stadium singing along joyfully to a tune glorifying slavery rape torture and pedophilia Uh with the entire chorus led by a hyper gesticulating 75 year old white male centimillionaire it sounds like something out of a dystopian horror film or a tale of 19th century era evil Sadly, this spectacle is coming to a major city near you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is uh, a rock and roll track, which not to say you should ignore all the lyrics in rock and roll songs. But I mean, if you're gonna really start looking closely at lyrics, I might point to some rap music. You might. You might do that. Yes. You might want (laughs) to take a possibly problematic look at, you know, kill all whiteies, kill the cops. Uh, There's a lot of violence. But this to me is more divide and conquer. For those who don't know the song here, let me play a clip here. Another thing I noticed with this, which is probably why I never paid much attention to the lyrics of this song, mm. is because Mick Jagger is completely unintelligible. Unless exactly, thank you. You know what? <laughs> I never knew the lyrics of this. All I knew was "Brown Sugar." I could hear that. The rest of it, he garbled. Yes, um, I had no idea what the hell he was singing. As as with most Rolling Stone songs, I, I'll say I'll, I'll convict uh, Elton of the same crime. I mean, it's, I had to read the lyrics to "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road" until I knew what the hell he was singing, and Benny of the Jets as well. Yes, they they, they just garbled them. These guys. So it's like you have to take that with a little grain of salt as well, because I'm like, you know, I've heard this song hundreds, if not thousands of times. Probably. Yeah. But unlike most, it's like I never really picked up the lyrics. And usually I'm pretty good at remembering lyrics. I mean, I've listened to enough Springsteen and Beatles and Dire Straits that usually I could probably give you the lyrics of most of their songs off the top of my head. But no, this one, I did not realize that the lyrics as they were recorded. 
that we just played for you there. Gold Coast slave ship bound for cotton fields, sold in a market down in New Orleans. Scarred old slaver knows what he's doing all right. Hear him whip the women just around midnight. So obviously, this is a pretty clear visual that's being given, but anybody that knows pop music knows that you use all sorts of things to tell a story because you have three minutes to get a point across. Now, this is being pushed, of course, as a horrible racist thing, a horrible sexist thing. And the interesting question to me was, okay, well, who is being offended by this? So I did a little more research. Uh, I came across another article, which this one was from the uh, website vulture.com who calls this, I mean, they even go a little bit further saying right now, thousands of people are preparing to dance while jubilantly singing about slavery, heroin, cunnilingus, and rape. And, uh, okay. So now they're adding heroin into this. I mean, which meaning of brown sugar are you going with? Oh, so it's the, okay. The heroin. That's right. Because that's, you know, (laughs) one of the names for that. So obviously they're, they're wrapping thus that into it. You know, and the song talks about slavery, but why is it bad? Is talking about slavery the same thing as embracing it or saying it's a good thing? I I don't think no. so. No. It's part of history. It's the same reason why they're going after movies like Gone with the Wind or Disney's uh, Song of the South. But it's like, okay, now they tell you these warnings that they've put, like Turner Classic Movies, I think, put that on for Gone with the Wind, like, well, you're about to see some depictions of people that might not be, you know, good or they're problematic or whatever the language they use, because you're going to see black people as slaves. So that's why it's a problematic movie. So is Roots a problematic movie then as well? Hmm. I mean, it would have to be, right? I guess. Yeah. Because you're just showing a snapshot in time. It's like, why do you have to make a decision on whether it's good or bad. Art is one of these things where people are usually left to take their own interpretation of the work. Well, not according to that guy from Glee. Well, right. He he did not think so. So I was curious and there's a thing on YouTube and I have never watched this, but I knew they existed, which people will listen to a song for the first time and record themselves on video listening to the song and giving their reaction right now i found three that were right near the top for brown sugar they were all black women which i thought was interesting but maybe the algos were just pushing that up one of them i kid you not made no mention at all of the lyrics maybe because she couldn't understand nick i don't know But I would think if you're paying any kind of attention, you would hear, you know, whip the women, slave, cotton. You know, I would think that might send up part of a a red flag. But no, one of them did not even mention Hmm. the fact that the song's lyrics might be problematic. So that kind of takes the uh, it kind of takes that down a notch, the concept that this is really being offensive. But this one uh, was from a woman who goes by Tuki Tuki, which great name on YouTube. But she listened to the song and this was her reaction. I can kind of see 
where the controversy is. Well, when they talk about the cotton picking and the plantation, like, but then it kind of said, but then he's like pretty much saying that he likes black women, like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. So I'm just, but otherwise than that, like the music. I mean, she's absolutely right. It's like, this is what it comes down to. It's like, well, it sounds, it sounds like this guy's just singing that he likes black women. And Nick, uh, Mick Jagger was romantically attached to multiple black women around that time. Yes. So, I mean, is he a racist guy? I mean, what are we, what are we trying to go after him for now? Uh, I don't, I don't quite understand, but it's like, yeah, that was, that was kind of the takeaway on that, which is no, the song kind of morphs in uh, from, uh, from the one thing into another, just because it makes a mention of the, the slave ships. It's like, no, that's uh, it's yeah, a little problematic. Hordes of people who have empty lives and nothing to do and sit around dreaming up things to complain about. And, you know, I could, couldn't care less about Mr. Glee and what he thinks about the Rolling Stones. But regrettably, there's so many politicians that are doing the exact same thing um, Captain Hair Gel, <laughs> cranial and clothes with shit in California. Just, you know, this the state is in such perfect shape, completely balanced budget, no homeless. It's just so so good that he he actually legislated uh uh last week that toy stores, I didn't even know there are fucking toy stores, and I haven't seen a Toys R Us in ages since my kids were toddlers. But now toy stores must have gender neutral sections uh for the toys. Because this is important because every three-year-old that's walking through a toy store, which whichever two or three of them still exist, is might be offended by non-gender neutral toys on shelves. I mean, it's so these people are such assholes. They really are just assholes. Yes. It's again, divide and conquer. All of this is, you know, this is absolutely insane. We're talking, well, no, we're, we can't, we can't say that boys and girls are different. No. no. I'm like, I don't know. I like different things growing up than girls did. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's a problem. I think that's normal yeah. for some people to be, uh, you know, into certain things and not into other things. And it's fine to have gender neutral toys. I mean, there's no reason why a little girl can't love matchbox cars. There's huh. no, there's no reason a little boy can't play with Barbie dolls. I don't care. But they must be there. These people are not happy unless they're meddling and manipulating. And basically, again, it comes down to ASCOs, assholes seeking to control others. ASCOs, ASCOs, ASCOs. They are what's wrong with this planet. They are. Yes. Which is why, you know, this, uh, of course, the Rolling Stones. Well, we're, we're going to take it out of the set list. You know, we, we don't want to be a part of any controversy. No. You know, rather than Mick Jagger. Standing up and saying, you know, I'm a fucking artist. Fuck you. Right. Saying that I'm not a racist. You can ask a lot of people that I've been with over the years. This is this is a song. And you mm -hmm. know what songs are partially made to do? I mean, besides get you up and that's every woman, the, the all the three black ladies that I saw that did the reaction to this. All were like, this song makes me want to get up and dance. Exactly. I mean, there's a couple yeah. things. Rock and roll. I mean, that's one of the things they want to make you get up and dance. And if it's a song that is trying to raise awareness, that would be to get people talking and make them think. And what was this song doing now? 50 years later, it's got people talking yeah, and making them think. I mean, that's the beauty of 
having the ability to have these free discussions like the guy at the school wants to have is that there are some people that would rather have this problematic song from 50 years ago removed from everything and nobody ever hear it again. Right. And that makes no sense. Which is why, I mean, I did did a whole episode of Random Thoughts about Kate Smith, who was the woman that that. was canceled. And I still want to know, because one of the songs they went after her for used the term darkies. And uh, Frank Sinatra cut the same song, and nobody's ever said a peep about that. And I love Frank Sinatra. I know you do, too. So don't get me wrong. But if you're going to go after somebody for that song, then don't you have to go after everybody? That You can't pick and choose. like oh. It's easy to go after the old white lady nobody listens to anymore. It's a little harder. You might you might get a little more ire from people if you start going after Sinatra. Not give him time. They will trash him too. Oh, there's no doubt. (laughs) There's no doubt. And he'll, you know, this again, this concept that people have to be judged based upon one thing they did in their life. You know, and guys like Sinatra lived into their 80s. You know, it's like that's that's a long time. People are going to make mistakes. Yeah. They will totally ignore things like Sinatra refusing to play at some of these venues, some of these casinos where he's like, you know, no, Sammy and my band, you know, the oh. black guys in my band, they get they get they get to stay here. They get the same rooms I get. And if Frank they said no. <laughs> I did a lot more for race relations than Al Sharpton. That's for damn sure. Hell yeah. And people Absolutely. forget that, you know, or they yes, don't they hear do. about that. And was Frank Sinatra a perfect human being? No. And obviously Frank had a little bit of a womanizing gene. Frank uh, was tied to the mob in a bunch of different ways, but that doesn't mean that what he did for those black musicians doesn't count. People don't get judged on one. The people are complex. Not everybody is one dimensional like some of these assholes. I guess maybe politicians are so one dimensional. Yes, they are. <laughs> that they forget other people aren't that there's more going on. Yeah, they are one dimensional. Definitely. Cardboard cutouts. Yes, all of them. But I thought that was really interesting when I start yeah. looking into that a little bit. And the fact that there were a more a multitude of black ladies listening to this song and it was you know one of them uh, which went uh, the jay show was hers if people are looking it up on youtube and she's like after listening to it once she's like well it kind of seems like there's two different ways to interpret this and it's like you you hit it right on the nose sure and that's cool because there if there are multiple ways to interpret a song that means people can take what they want out of it but everybody that listened to the song is kind of like well it seems like mick jagger was just really into black women and why why do we want to go after that song now is it because i mean that's really my question at this point larry is it because that song is racist and going to offend or is it because it shows that even back in 1971 there were people that were black and white and you know what they were getting together and <gasps> fornicating yeah can you believe that can you believe that what you know, the hell's the happened is- Asco's a day without banning or mandating something for an Asco is a day without sunshine. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I did a show a couple of years ago. I'd seen Alice Cooper in concert, which was great. And uh, I was digging, it's kind of, I went down the music rabbit hole 
And there are websites, I'm sure you tripped over them doing this, that have lists of, of banned and politically incorrect songs. And now that I recall, that was one of them, even then, that was two or three years ago. And another one, another one that they want, they want melted into slag, all those 45s or maybe eight tracks was uh, Carl Douglas's Kung Fu Fighting. Right. That's somehow that's, that's a bad, that's insulting. I don't know, but you know. I think I'm turning <laughs> Japanese is on that list now. That's yeah. The Mexican radio. There's, yeah. There's so many of them, you know, all ban, 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 you know, okay. Man, we may um, incorporate this into uh, an upcoming show. Just before the show, our friend DC yeah. Girl posted yeah. over on No Agenda Social. Uh, there was a whole thing about the list of songs yeah. that were on the list that you couldn't play after immediately after 9-11 because of the the problematic nature, including things like, oh, no, wait, John Mellencamp uh, and Crumbling Down. Oh, no, that might that might trigger people. And this is. Right. What the problem with the world is, is they're looking yeah. at things like this and going, oh, no, we can't trigger people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were all taught that by school boards, weren't they? Yes, they were. <laughs> yes, they were. So, it's like, yeah, you really, you're trying to deny a visceral, mm-hmm. emotional reaction to a song. And when you start down that slippery slope, you're like, oh, well, you know, uh, the Rolling Stones mentioned slavery, so we should probably uh, cancel that song. It's, you know, I would stand up for Mick Jagger just like I would stand up for, uh, you know, Ice Cube, Ice T, rather, was the one. Well, both, but uh, Ice T, you know, the cop killer song. Like, I don't know. I don't want that band. I don't want him jailed for speaking his mind. It's like, this is where discourse comes from. Exactly. He's got, the, you know, he wants to do that. Fine. It's his thing. People can listen or not listen. But don't, don't tell him it has to go away. It's right. wrong. Right. And then like the, uh, the, the deal a year or so ago, well, it had to be before COVID, but the white girl that was at a Kendrick Lamar concert and he pulled her up on stage and she sang the song that he was playing that he pulled her up on stage for. And the song just happened to have the N word in it a whole bunch of times. And she sang it and she was proud and she was screaming. And, uh, then, then it was problematic because she was a white girl, you know, at a Kendrick Lamar concert. So she was obviously a horrible racist. Again, the, the, the logic doesn't make sense. This the separation doesn't make sense. I, I've played the clip a few times elsewhere of the two live crew with, uh, you know, talking on stage at, at the beginning of the band of the USA track, Luther Campbell talking about this is what pisses everybody off. And I might have already mentioned this on a planet rage, but it's like this is what pisses everybody off that I look in the crowd and I see black people. I see white people. I see Asian people. I see uh, Hispanic people. And we're all having a good time together. And Luther Campbell does not know how on and how absolutely correct he was, because this is still what's going on. Sure. Everything you see in the news is designed to separate one group of people from another. And the only reason I can come up with is if we're all together, (laughs) we're going to figure out what the hell the people in charge are doing. Yeah. That's not good. It is not good. We do work on the value for value model here on the Planet Rage show. I always want to say uh, something else. I don't know why. PlanetRage.show. PlanetRage.show. Dot show. Dot show. Yes, like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> and you can uh, help us keep the microphones humming, everything going uh, by going there today. Do we didn't really have anybody? I'll mention my buddy truck driver who came truck in driver. with Thank you. his usual donation. And he's like, well, split it three ways, which he had been doing a uh, donation for grumpy old Ben's for random thoughts and for the rock and roll pre-show. So it's always been split it three ways. 
Nice. So he came in with 15 bucks and he said, as usual, split it three way ways, Ray John. So I'm like, wait, okay. He's obviously listening to this show too. Yeah. So we can split it four ways. It's, <laughs> we appreciate you listening, turning people onto the show. That's kind of the point yeah. we're at right now with this is, you know, more than anything else, tell your family, tell your friends. Yep. Hopefully it's a good time. And as we continue to try to break down the formula to see if, if people want us to rage at people or us to bring people that are raging or, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of material there. And I don't mm-hmm. know if any one formula is the right way to go, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Make sooner or later, <laughs> sooner or later, we will. <laughs> yes. And if the Internet doesn't break down, that's always helpful as well. Well, we'll see about that. Uh that whistleblower it's not going to break down it's just going to constrict more tightly in fact uh, the new logo for all these social networks should be uh you know constrictor snakes pythons that's what they're doing yeah it is a little weird that the facebook whistleblower didn't exist on social media oh yeah <laughs> like i think uh, i think adam and john are right i think she's some kind of a cia spook or something there's something very fake about her I would agree. No agenda had it absolutely right on. And I'm wondering, because this is the first we had heard on no agenda yesterday is that the whistleblower said, yeah, I, you know, I decided I was leaving Facebook. And then over the last month, because some of these companies will let you stay on, you know, you train the new person coming in, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she used the next month to go through documents that even she admits like, you know, I'm not sure why nobody noticed this, why I wasn't stopped, why no red flags were. I mean, Facebook, <laughs> you, you would think unless this was all a honeypot, unless they set her up, you don't know. Mm-hmm. This could all be a bunch of crap for one reason or another. Although Mark Zuckerberg has said before he wants the government to step in. And I don't get that one. Although I, I guess I maybe do because he just doesn't want to have it on his back. So he's just saying, give me the rules. And I'll meld this into whatever your rules are, but stop hassling me. Mm. Either way, get the hell off of social media. Exactly. Those <laughs> things are sewers. Agree. Just, just a no agenda stream. That's the only one. Yes. Forget the rest of them. The crap. Stay with the best. Forget the rest. Just like here on Planet Rage. Yes. Stick with us. We'll be back again next Monday to rant and rage. You got anything before we head out? Um, you know, well, the interesting thing that this, this, uh, Wednesday show is going to, I saw, a, you know, I'm sure you've seen the same stat that, uh, something, whether people are on the left or the right, right around high forties to low fifties percentage of them now think that this, that the United States should divide. Okay. Which is pretty, that's a pretty amazing poll. So I'm going to be looking at that in a show called, uh, the breaking point. Ooh, we'll see. Ominous. I mean, the question is. Do they understand what would, well, one, what it would take to make it happen? And two, what would the results be of that? Yeah. Well, it is happening. I mean, the, the, the mass migration is certainly in progress and, and, you know, it's going to take a couple of years for the <clears throat> demographers to uh, get a handle on it, but it really is. So what the, how that map's going to be configured, uh, who can say, um, so it's getting interesting. <laughs> so everybody check out that Larry show. Thank you. Check out random thoughts. Check out randomthoughts.com. I never miss an episode. And again, that's R E N D U M B. 
is the spelling. One of the hardest shows to find anywhere. And hey, we just need a compound and a lot of ammo. And That's a bunch, it. And a bunch of pointy chicks. That's it. It's, it's a key to life. <laughs> Until next time. Later, everybody. U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world 